Le seul podcast sur le PSG en anglais. Hello and welcome to the latest episode of PSG Talking. I'm your host Ed, and to be honest with you, I have no idea what we're going to talk about today. There just isn't a whole lot of news going on. I'm joking, of course. PSG is at the center of the footballing world as Lionel Messi, the GOAT, arguably the best player ever to lace up a pair of football boots, is on the verge of calling Paris Saint-Germain his home. And PSG also opened its Ligue 1 campaign with a 2-1 win over Troyes. And here to help me break it all down, let's bring in the crew here. We have Matt Gooding back from holiday, as they say over there, over in Wales. Welcome back, Matt. How are you doing? Yeah, I'm good, mate. Thanks. Yeah, I, I did get invited to Marco's uh, Marco Verratti's uh, wedding, but I thought I'd better decline and uh, go with my family to Wales instead. So, yes, that was probably yeah, smart. Really, really they have they uh, have holidays in Wales. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Apparently so. Yeah, me. It was just me and the sheep, basically. Me and my wife, the kids, and the sheep. So uh, we were quite happy. That sounds like a, a romantic comedy movie. I would probably go see <laughs> me, and my does, wife, yeah. and sheep, or something does, like that. Yeah, in Wales. In Wales. Gen- Sort of Jennifer Aniston feature, I, I think, a vehicle. I'm not sure who the guy would be, but uh, anyway. We'll figure it out. Far, it's far too early to diverse that far off topic, I think. Yeah, we've got a lot to get into. Some guy named Messi, of course, we got to talk about him. But Guillaume over there in uh, sunny Northern California, how are you? Oh, doing great. Doing great. Well, fantastic. Well, Guillaume, I want to start with you because you've been probably supporting PSG, I think, longer than any of us here, anyone on the PSG Talk crew. For you, what is it like knowing that your club is on the verge of signing Messi? How does that feel? I woke up with a headache and uh, it's not going away. (laughs) (laughs) You would have told me that, uh, you know, four years ago. Yeah, but now, and I don't know if you watch the Copa America and we all watch Messi this season with Barcelona. It's not the Messi, you know, the young Messi or the mature Messi. Now it's the old Messi. Same price per season. So no discount. No discount. No, no. So for I think for the club, for League One, for the youth academy, it's absolutely incredible. Uh, imagine the kids. From the youth academy it's like hey do you want to go train with uh neymar messi and possibly this year mbappe oh yeah sure mm-hmm. oh yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> um on a sheer footballistic is that a word in english i don't know uh point of view mm, did we need messi no no we needed a and still do a strong, tall, powerful, technical midfielder named Paul, Paul Pogba. Um, but that doesn't and, seem uh, to be happening. I just saw a report. It seems like he's well, going to stay in Manchester. At least he, yeah. they don't want to talk to Paris Saint-Germain, but they, they still haven't extended him and he'd be free uh, this winter. Since it seems that uh, salaries in the most heavily taxed club on the planet uh, don't seem to be an issue at all for some reason. <laughs> so Podgba is going to be uh, 20, 25 million, Messi 40, Neymar 30, they want to extend Mbappé, that's 30, okay. They have a in the basement of Parc des Princes, they have a money tree that's huge and there's money growing on it. Hallelujah. Uh, now, Messi doesn't defend. Neymar doesn't defend. Mbappé doesn't defend. Okay. Uh, well, Posh has his work cut out. But overall, of course, it's incredible news. In theory, 
Now we're going to welcome a 30, soon 35-year-old guy who never played in another club. First time he's moving out of Barcelona in 17 years. Um, it's, um, on, on, you know, football-wise, it's a risk. But I understand why they went for it, because, you know, um, you wonder how Paris plays, what the Steelers play. Well, it's, it's more, you know, uh, free, spectacular, attacking football. There's four mega stars on the planet. Three of them at Paris Saint-Germain. Um, I'm the marketing director of Accor, you know, all. I mean, they paid for Paris Saint-Germain without Messi, with the all Accor logo, and now they have Messi. Same thing with the Jordan. I got the, the Jordan. And the Jordan. I mean, it's like on the marketing standpoint. And I understand, like, of course, you know, they, they probably are talking to their sponsors right now, saying, hey, guys. Uh, throw us a bone. A bon. Bad news. The ticket prices at, at Parc des Princes. Oh my About God. to go up. Oh my God. Oh my well, God. I, I got oh into it God. on Twitter. Oh I'm God. trying to, to find his name. There was a guy, you know, of course, you know, poo pooing what PSG were about to do. And I said, well, you know, it's a free transfer. And he's like, oh, I'm glad there's no, you know, fees involved or anything like that. It's, everything's free. And of course, we all know a free transfer isn't really free. But when you have a player the, the size of Messi, on a global stage, shirt sales, even a small percentage takes a dent out of that transfer fee or the, the wages that you pay them, marketing, sponsorship opportunities, like all that comes together and it suddenly makes that $35, $40 million a year um, or million yeah. euro. It makes it a little bit yeah. more manageable when you consider what he can do for you. Oh, yeah. For marketing. I mean, he's yeah. bringing, uh, I mean, look at the, the podcast you did uh, a few days ago, the hits we got because they you know, messy. Immediately. So now we have Messi, yeah. Neymar, and Mbappé. It's ridiculous. Now, Matt, let's uh, let's go over to you. You are our resident English correspondent. Uh, what has the reaction been like over there? I know City was in play. I think Chelsea, Abramovich tried to reach out maybe at the last minute. So what are you hearing over there? What are people saying about Messi to PSG? And then what was your reaction when you heard the news that Messi was Pretty close to you know signing for PSG. I know it's not official, but when you started seeing the news, like holy crap, this is actually going to happen. Yeah. Um, so first of all, over here, obviously everyone's in shock that a player might not think that he wanted to continue his career in the Premier League and might you know think that it'd be a good idea to play somewhere else. Uh, it's not something that we tend to take that well in England, as you've you've probably noticed. I saw a good clip on the, from some radio station earlier on on Twitter, and the guy was like. Yeah, what's he doing going to PSG just for the money? Blah, 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 blah. I was like, I'll give it a rest, mate. It's just so boring. Um, in terms of my sort of thoughts on it, I mean, I haven't supported PSG as long as, as Guillaume, but I am old enough to remember when, when Nasser first, uh, you know, walked into the into the joint and said, uh, we don't want to buy Lionel Messi. We want to develop the, the next generation of Messis or the new Messi or what have you. Uh, and clearly, uh, <laughs> 10 years on, uh, he's had a change of heart. Um, I like whenever this has come up before, and it's sort of been sort of you know rumored that we're trying to sell, sign him. I've always thought it was a terrible idea. Like Guillaume's just explained some of the reasons very eloquently. I think just to add to that, you look at the press conference that he gave today. Like, and I think he was like properly like cut up. Unless he's like a really good actor, it does. This is not the. It's not the site. It didn't seem like the behavior of someone who'd decided to end it with Barcelona because he thought it was a really positive idea to go to PSG. It feels like he really wanted to stay at Barcelona this time and wasn't able to. So now he's having to do the next best thing. And I'm kind of, I mean, Messi is amazing, uh, but is he going to be in the right frame of mind to, to come to us basically to commit to PSG and to give everything and to make a positive contribution. I mean, clearly he'll make a positive contribution, but to be the best player that he can be, it, I don't know. I just, I'm very, I'm very, I'm a little bit troubled by the, the circumstances this has come about. And I'm just a little bit skeptical what version of Messi we're going to get, to be honest. Um, having said all that, uh, I mean, I can go on like all the reasons I think it's a bad idea. Like I hate signing old players anyway, and we've got and like you're saying, it's not even like signing Zlatan when he was 30, because that's like peak Zlatan, you know what you're going to get. This is 
as Guillaume was saying, this is old Messi. We don't know. He's had injuries the last couple of seasons. We don't know how much of him we're going to get on the pitch. And we've seen like with Buffon, with Dani Alves, we've got Sergio Ramos this year. These guys, we have not got a good track record with these guys who are supposedly really good for the dressing room, but past their best sort of thing. So there's a lot of red flags for me. At the same time, now it's actually happening. I'm like, oh my God, we're going to have Messi. This is so cool. Like, it's really exciting. I just want to see what happens. So I'm, I feel really conflicted about it. I know it's a bad idea. I know like on every logical level, it's a bad idea, apart from a marketing one. Uh, but I'm really excited about it. I just want to see him on the pitch with Neymar and Mbappe and see what happens. We, we keep saying, really you guys say he's old and, and maybe past his prime. He did score 30 uh, La Liga goals. <laughs> he did yeah. score five Champions League goals I mean, in six games. When he was in his peak, he scored like 80 goals in one calendar yeah. year or something ridiculous. So, I mean, he's yeah. definitely, he's on the way down. I mean, it's about time we discovered whether he's a fraud or not, isn't it? Because I know a lot of people, you know, a lot of Ronaldo fans do think he's a bit of a fraud. So, now we're going to have the decisive answer because he's moved out of his comfort zone. He's coming, hopefully, to Liga, the League of Talents, and we're going to see how he stacks up against the, the other talents. The League of Talents. Well, I well, want to ask... Oh, go ahead, uh, Guillaume. Yeah, uh, another good thing is we're rarely going to see Messi, Mbappé, Neymar because one of them is going to be injured. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so it will happen. But now when Neymar is injured, maybe Messi is not. When Mbappé is injured, maybe Neymar and Messi are not. So there's always, like, it's going to be, it's going to be nice. Um, he's going to play <laughs> fake nine. Uh, the advantage of Messi is he's a little bit versatile. He's still probably the best number 10 in the world, even if he's not a number 10. Um, and the relationship with Neymar and the relation, I mean, Neymar and Mbappé, Messi are going to, it's the same. They they're there together. They understand. It's going to be incredible. But again, when one of them is injured, we'll be like, oh, we have Neymar and Mbappe, or we have Messi and Mbappe, or we have uh, Messi Neymar. And when all three of them are playing, we'll be in heaven because it's going to be. <laughs> it's going to be incredible. It's going to be. I mean, guys, the and we, you know. Of course, it's for the Champions League. But maybe the frustration of Paris Saint-Germain fans when watching Ligue 1 games, when they park the bus with 11 people, well, park the bus. Go for go park the bus. We, we now have the if player want, that can uh, unlock that bus and oh. move it out to the side. And we Imagine the, the combinations. I mean, oh. And then there's Verity. Mm-hmm. And then there's uh, there's Gigi Wan Eldam who's who's yeah. not shy with the ball. Um, listen, in general, if Pogba joins, well, all right. <laughs> okay, yeah. just shut down football. It's no longer fair. Yeah, I, I, I want to keep drilling down on this messy um, reaction. What do you make of the the media's overall reaction? We talked a little bit about what was going on in England, but for Messi's entire career, he's sort of been like Teflon. You know. He, People don't really criticize him because of his greatness. Everyone loves him, but now he's going to the club that everybody hates. So how do you see that narrative around him changing, Matt? Like, Do you think that people are going to start turning on Messi? Oh, he only went there for the money. We're starting to see that already. PSG, financial fair play, and all that. Do you think Messi's going to be sort of the villain now for going to PSG? When he didn't take a dollar to play for uh, Barcelona, people were suggesting him play for free. Uh, so yeah. just talk about that a little bit. Yeah, I mean, I saw that. I think that's a little bit um, unfair, to be honest. Like, first of all, none of us should be expected to work for free for the uh, for the good of our employer. Um, but also, I think that legally in um, Spain, you can't do that. You can't take your employer can't offer you more than the fifty percent pay cut or something. I was reading about this earlier, um, so it might be this. I appreciate you doing the research. Kind of- for, yeah, for the it was kind of. I it was Google translated from an article in Spanish, so uh, I'm not going to uh, fully hang my hat on this being true. But from what I could gather, and for what I read on Twitter as well, is that basically he offered to take a 50% pay cut, which is the most you can take. That's the biggest pay cut you can take in Spain uh, due to worker protections. Um, but they Barcelona still aren't allowed to do anything anyway, are they? Because they're so so screwed. 
which is a real shame. I, I was uh, reading that. Sorry. I think it was Sid Lowe had said that they're like something 120% over their wage that they're yeah. supposed to have or something like that. So even if Messi took the, the absolute bare minimum, they would still yeah. not be able to make it work with all their other players. Yeah, I think wages are like 110. Sorry, this is getting into finance no, talk. Go for but, it. Um, uh, I think wages are 110% of revenue or something. And you take Messi out, it goes yeah. down to 95. But the... Spanish league won them at 65 or 75 That's or right. something. So they're like, they're like, mate, like just totally messed up. Uh, I can't even remember what your question was, Ed, to be honest. Oh yeah. Messi's sort of reputation. Um, yeah. Being a villain think, now. Uh, uh, yeah. Yeah. He's come to the dark side. I mean, to be honest, I think that, I think people still, I think Messi's the kind of sort of non-assuming uh, public persona will endure to be honest. And I think people will, having seen that, I don't know. I mean, it's interesting how the Barcelona fans are taking it. Like some of them, I guess the real Barcelona fans probably understand the he's in, but uh, a lot of the sort of the newer generation of fans seem quite furious with him. But I think the general football world, I think people will see that he didn't really have much choice, to be honest, in this move. Like if he's got to find a new club, we're probably one of the only two that can pay him. And the other one just spent a hundred million on Jack Grealish. So uh, I don't yeah. think he's got much to worry about in that respect. Uh, but uh, it'll be interesting to see. It'll be interesting to see what happens if we do finally win the Champions League with Messi in the team, whether this is recognised as a, as a great achievement, which it would be, or whether people have been like, mm, you spent a load of money on Messi and Mbappe and, yeah. you know, bought the trophy. So, which I guess probably will happen, but we'll see. We all know that'll happen. Guillaume, any thoughts yeah. on the media's reaction to Messi? Do you think that he'll start catching some of that shrapnel that we normally get as PSG fans? Like are the fans just kind of hitting, or the media just hitting PSG and never giving them any credit? Do you think that's going to kind of rub off on Messi a little bit now? Oh, no, no. Suddenly they're going to stop to shit on Paris Saint-Germain, recognize that it's a normal football club. <laughs> Uh, follow League One, uh, adore Messi, and all that stuff. I think, I think, a especially, pig especially NFC. I think a pig just flew past the back of your head, game There, I think. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I guess Matt, since you've been reading about this, how did PSG make this work financially? In recent years, they really have been a self-sustaining club. I understand QSI came in and Qatar kind of pumped money into it, but just financially they have the income to be able to pull this off, right? Or did they do some shady moving around of funds? Uh, have you read anything about that, how PSG are able to afford all of this? Well, I think it will be interesting to see how they uh, represent it on the balance sheet when it, uh, well, I mean, if you find balance sheets interesting, it will be. Um, because that is surely going to be a problem. But as with as we know with FFP, it tends to be a problem one or two years down the line. And I think they're, from what I read earlier, there they think that the uh, the marketing uplift which this deal will give us through sh shirt sort of sales, through ticket sales, through increased sponsorship deals, and sort of also the sort of touring revenue from going around the world, because we know we know how big big Messi is pretty much everywhere in the world. To be honest, probably one of the best known footballers out there. Uh, they think that the extra income they're going to get will cover this deal, cover the financial outlay, and. I know you said Guillaume earlier that it's still the same price, but it isn't really because there's, I think there were, Barcelona were quoting a big transfer fee last time we were talking about this one there as well. So while 25 million euros net or whatever it is, is probably what, like 50 million euros in something ridiculous. But why didn't other not, English clubs like, like Arsenal? I mean, they've got money. They just spent 50 million on Ben White. Why wouldn't they bring a Messi in and then just say, yeah. well, oh, all the marketing, to we're going to make it back? What? Yeah, well, Messi would be, like, be like, who's this man in midfield? Granite, granite Xhaka? Like, what, what's that? What's a granite Xhaka? He'd be like, he'd be like I'm not, I know they've got a nice stadium and they've got a good carvery there and that, but other than that... Like, North I London's mean, a nice place to live. I'm just wondering, like, if I mean, PSG could figure out the finances, why couldn't an Arsenal, a Chelsea, somebody else? I think probably like because they were saying that Chelsea might have stepped in here at the last minute, but obviously they're quite far down. It's becoming transfer talk, quite far down the line with Lukaku, aren't they? So I think it. To be honest, like none of these, apart from maybe Man City, it, you obviously you always make a space for Messi, which I'm sure will make. But maybe he's just that type of player is not the priority for them. Uh, I don't. I don't know. Like. I'm surprised that I'm surprised that Chelsea weren't a bit more interested because I could have seen that working. But I think realistically, you you look at the sort of the finance that the 
you know the nation state backed clubs have got and it's really unrivaled so perhaps it, you, they literally couldn't, couldn't make the numbers add up yeah and well Guillaume final word on the financial part of this is this good business would you call getting Messi for 35 40 million euro good business oh yeah oh yeah no doubt no doubt that's good business yeah. uh, you know the sponsors are going to go insane, insane. Everybody's going to want to give big money to Paris Saint-Germain. So yeah, might, might say the same thing. It, it, on Including me when I buy their new away the, kit with Messi listen, in the back. For, for Ligue 1, for Paris Saint-Germain as a club, blah, 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 blah. It's, that's why they got him. You can get Messi, you get Messi. Yeah, I think From that's a football be the standpoint. Title. I don't think it's going to hurt us, but imagine again, Neymar. I mean, we've seen Neymar defending a little bit. Mbappe. Oh, no. Oh, oh my God. This, the game against Trois. What about Icardi? Oh. I saw him tracking back a little bit. Yeah, Let's give Icardi does. a shout yeah, out. Got- Messi, Messi does not. Messi doesn't. So. Yeah, no. Um, wow. It's going to be interesting. Maybe Marquinhos has to go back in central uh, midfield. And uh, yeah, it, that's going to be a challenge for Poch, but you know, it, it's um, it's a problem only I which bet, people have. I bet, I, bet all, I bet all the other managers are feeling really sorry for Poch. They're like, oh, he's got such a big challenge. He's got to get Messi in. Oh, and he's got to get Neymar in. And he's got to get Mbappe in. Oh, I'm probably a Cardi. Pochettino's head must be spinning. What was it? He was at Spurs and they literally signed nobody in the transfer window. (laughs) And now he's got Messi. He'd be waiting there on the last day of the transfer window to Daniel Levy to come up with some like bargain basement. Like, oh, I found Mr. Sissoko here for 20 million. Don't worry. Just work with that. Just do something with that. And this year he's like, Leonardo's had the transfer window of his absolute dreams, doesn't he? If he pulls this one off. He probably goes home to, to his wife like, can you believe... Messi's coming. He probably can't believe it himself. Like, yeah. And and, and like uh, Matt said in a in a tweet recently, or was it you? I forgot. Uh, it, it was. I've been Nas- on a tweet storm. I don't know what I've what I've said. Nasser sold the rights uh, of La Liga to ESPN, and next <laughs> for a billion euro. And next thing you know, yeah. I, I think it? it was like being sold it back <laughs> to La Liga, and then La Liga yeah. sold it to ESPN. It was kind of like a. Ooh. Oh, that's cold. Yeah, oh, Nasser, that's cold. I, I do. I would never want to cross Nasser. I mean, oh my that God, man no. will cut you, and you won't even know it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I bet. I wonder. Do you think Barcelona would have taken the remontada and all the sort of like, oh, this is the most amazing game of football in history for everything that's followed, which has basically been PSG just like raining hell on them at every possible opportunity. Do you think do you think they'd make that bargain with the devil? I think mm. probably not. Losing Messi just to win that one game, even though it was spectacular and legendary. I would say maybe they take it if they went on to win the Champions League, but they did in that year. So yeah. they just had this like moment of exuberance, and then ever since then, it's just been death by a million cuts, mostly by PSG, just like cutting them at every transfer window. Yeah, and then of course in the Champions League last season when Mbappe dropped a hat trick at the Camp Nou, so. It's, yeah. It hasn't been good on for them here in recent years. No. Um, I do wonder no. what's going to become of them because Memphis Depay, um, Aguero. Oh, they find Memphis is going to bring them to glory. <laughs> well, he's not even a Barcelona player because they they can't register him. They literally have no budget to afford these players that they signed. So they're not officially on the roster yet. They have like several players they need to sell before they can even bring in Memphis Depay. And Sergio Aguero went to play with Messi, his friend, and now he's gone. And Aguero's like, I, I want to get out of here. I- it's a mid-table team, potentially. Yeah. I think we should do start a petition to rename La Liga the Farmers League. Because when you look at it, really, it's, you know, they've got... Barcelona have got Memphis as they're like... Well, I know they've got Griezmann as well, so it could be worse. Mm. But, Pedri. You know, Real Madrid aren't looking too great at the moment either, to be honest. They're looking a bit over the hill. I mean, what is there over there? Just a bunch of probably some other guys, you know, in like, I don't know, Osasuna or you know, Alaves or whatever. I don't even know. But it's it's sounding a bit farmery yeah. to me, I think. Uh, Jao Felix at large. Atletico is yeah, interesting. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, Frankie Dion. Sorry, definite Farmers League potential. Ooh. Yeah. 
Oh, well, um, another topic on Messi I wanted to touch on. We can look at the squad as a whole, but right now, are PSG hands down favorites to win the Champions League? Or do you think that there is an even better team? We've talked about City. I think they're still missing a striker. Bayern Munich are always strong. I think Liverpool is going to come back and be strong. But you rank all those teams. Is anyone, position by position, better than PSG right now? I, but is, is I mean, it all, or you judge a team? I mean, yeah. Look at look at on paper Chelsea mm-hmm. compared to Bayern Munich, uh, Paris Saint Germain. Well, who won the Champions League? It was so, Chelsea, yeah. It's Chelsea. So you know, collectively, we're still not. Will we be ever the best team uh, in Europe? On paper, we are. But that's not because you have the best players that you are the best team. And uh, the the glory days of uh, Los Galacticos at Real Madrid. I mean, uh, remember the Monaco, uh, you know, Monaco-Real Madrid uh, yeah. bout. And uh, you know, Monaco was a better team collectively. So yeah. we'll see. We'll see. But yeah, on yeah. paper, oh my God, yeah. <laughs> Better, better than. What about you, Matt? Better than Chelsea? I think maybe they're our competition right now. Yeah, I mean, I think in terms of star power, definitely, I think we'll probably be the bookies' favourites because any team with you've basically got the best player from the last three generations of age-wise in terms of Messi, Neymar, and Mbappe. I mean, it's an incredible prospect. But uh, you know, well, first of all, the Champions League is such a there's so many intangibles in it that I wouldn't like to confidently say we're the favourites because anything, you know, something unexpected can happen and suddenly you're out. That's kind of the nature of knockout football. But also, I think Guillaume's absolutely right. I think you're you're only as strong as your weakest link, aren't you? And um, while we've, you know, we're excited about the prospect of Messi coming in and what that might look like for the attacking play, you know, we've still got Diallo and Kazawa fighting out for left-back, Bernat, you know, perpetually in the sort of on the comeback trail. But, I'm, you know, having not done pre-season, you've got to assume we won't, see the best of him till after Christmas, really. So the left-back area is a concern. The midfield is always a, always a concern on some level. And you sort of, I think Guillaume's absolutely right. I think, you know, if we could have if we could have spent the messy money to get Pogba, I don't know if that's realistic or not uh, this season. But that, in terms of team building, that would be so much, uh, so much of a better fit. And while it might not make us as clear of a favourite as having Messi on the roster, I think um, in terms of, you know, and being an actual functioning football team, it would be a much, you know, a much more logical move sort of thing. So I I would put us, I think we will be made the favourites, but I would only put us in the, in the leading route really as, as we have been for the last couple of years. Yeah, it all comes down to luck. You never know. It's a game of inches. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, on paper, I think we have to be favourite. I think it's up to Potch to move some things around. Maybe Marquinhos as a defensive midfielder again. If we sign Koulibaly, that was a rumor that came up out of nowhere yesterday. Maybe him and Ramos or Kempembe, center backs. I think there's some... It's going to take a little while. I don't know if people should expect just a great team right right immediately once we get everyone on the pitch. I, I think it's going to take some tweaking, moving some players around. We talked about Messi as a forward midfielder on the wing centrally. I, I think, yeah, the manager is going to have to figure that one out. Um, well, let's... I, I mean, mean... Yeah, go ahead. He, no, but he knows how to play with Neymar. I don't think it's going to be an issue. Uh, it's going to take him, what, 10 minutes to figure out how to play with Mbappe. He knows how to play with Di Maria. He knows how to play with Paredes. Should be pretty easy. Uh, it's more yeah. for the like the sheer structure of the team and mm-hmm. the, the defensive transitions. Oh, my God. Think, yeah, yeah, go ahead, Matt. I think oh weirdly, God. like... One of the sort of uh, one of the unexpected benefits of this might be that we get a bit of a more focused uh, Neymar because I feel like when he was mm. at Barcelona he was kind of happy to defer to Messi. I think Messi's probably one of the, you know, the uh, obviously they've got a great relationship and I think he must be one of the only players who he considers to be on his level or above it sort of thing. And yeah. if we can, it, you know, if Neymar's more sort of if he's feeling, you know, that he's part of a collective which is centered around Messi the most famous and probably one of the greatest players ever to play football then maybe we get a better more focused Neymar who doesn't who isn't you know first of all feeling the pressure that is his team and he's got to do everything when things are going badly but also that he's not he's not becoming too self-indulgent you know I don't 
we don't have to talk about what happens when Neymar's not playing well because we've seen it a million times. And um, yeah, I feel like the version of him at Barcelona was a lot, a bit more sort of, I don't know, just a bit more sub, not subdued, but uh, he he felt like it felt like he was more sort of like focused on the collective rather. Whereas PSG, yeah. he's he's been the big star, so. So maybe maybe having Messi there will be a positive influence uh, in that respect. Yeah, and a couple of things that I'm going to be paying attention to, league on refs, when Messi's on the pitch, do they protect him or is he going to be kind of ignored? <laughs> be like Neymar. I would imagine they would protect him a little bit more just because he doesn't showboat as much, which I'm fine if Neymar does that. It's part of the reason I like watching him, but just seeing how he's protected and if, if defenders, you know, give him a kick, you know, like they do with Neymar. So keep an eye on that um, and just, you know, Mbappe, I, I think, keep an eye on him. How does Messi coming in, another big star, how does he deal with that just behind the scenes and also on the pitch? Because the conventional thinking is, oh, he's going to want to play with Messi. He's going to maybe sign that extension at least for another year so he can play two seasons with Messi. But he may not like another star. He may not like playing with Messi. He may want to be his own person and move to Real Madrid. Um, so those are the two things that I'm going to be keeping an eye on. Any quick thoughts to wrap up the messy topic here on the first part of the show? It's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> it is. It's it is. crazy. It's crazy. Uh, what a club. It, you, yeah. you heard the, um, there's a, there was a tweet. I don't know if, it, if it's reliable, but saying that Paris Saint-Germain rented the Eiffel Tower. For Tuesday? Yeah, that's what I'm seeing too. It's going to be on Tuesday at the Eiffel Tower. I think it was Julian Laurence has confirmed that. Oh, yes. Well, then I'm, I'm pretty they sure, have yeah. rented the Eiffel Tower. <laughs> what does that set you back if you want to rent the Eiffel Tower? Maybe next week they will rent the United States of America. We've got America. one in Las Vegas. I went to go visit it. We can have them do an unveiling <laughs> in Las Vegas at the Eiffel Tower. Uh, maybe this is part of the way that they'll just make the money back on Messi. He's just going to do loads of unveilings like if they're in the world. <laughs> we can have him like... Uh, you can go to London and like jump off like Big Ben or something. Uh, yeah, uh, but just parachute down. Yeah, I mean. So guys, we, we we gotta meet we gotta meet in Paris and go see Messi play and Neymar and Mbappe, right? With my luck, last time I I went there a year and a half ago, um, I went to see Paris Saint Germain Toulouse and Neymar was injured and Mbappe was injured. So you really Kevin, did go watch them Kevin to lose. Came, yeah, yeah, Kevin, he came yeah. in. So um, I, I, yeah, but it'd be great to meet in Paris, uh, you know, this season and see Messi yeah. play. Maybe we can get an interview with Messi. I'm sure he's heard yeah. of us. Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. You, oh. You should, use your <laughs> no contacts, Ed. You can sort it out. Maybe. I got it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, speaking of which, I think we might be doing a Twitch broadcast. PSG asked us if we could do one on Tuesday. I don't have any idea why they would ask that, but uh, if we get more details on that, I'll let you and all the listeners know if we'll be on Twitch on Tuesday, we'll, hopefully to talk about We'll think you. about it. Yeah, we'll think about it. So let, let's talk about some actual football now, wrap up the show. Yeah. PSG defeated Trois. Help me with Trois. My tongue doesn't do that. Um, it's pretty good. It's pretty good. <laughs> so they beat them 2-1 with goals from Hakimi, Icardi in the first half. Very entertaining match. I thought it was a bit closer than I would have liked, but the full squad isn't really back yet. Um, so you would think that hopefully it gets a little bit better. We've already talked on that. But uh, Matt, what did you take from this match? Uh, yeah, I um, first my first thought was, can Messi play left back, do you think, or left side is center back? Because <laughs> in Pembe and Diallo, man, they did not have Oof. a good evening. No, um, no. But uh, yeah, it was all right. It was a good game. I really enjoyed it. It was quite like, I think it shows like Ligue 1 is really changing. It was more like a sort of... Good Premier football, Sol right, game. Matt? Trois, yeah, exactly. It's really team. good. Exactly. Really not good like, football. Not like you see like some of these teams like come and like stink the place out and think, oh, we're gonna if we lose two 0 that's a good result. Like they had a plan of how to attack PSG. They knew that we have weaknesses, which we clearly we do. Any football team does, and they tried to exploit them, and they were really good. I think that they will easily survive uh, based on that performance. Um, and I really enjoyed the game. Yeah, so that was good. Um, it's hard, isn't it? Because that team that played is so distant from our first choice 11 it's difficult to read too much into it but uh i thought herrera's p long passing was really good that surprised me herrera had yeah. quite a good game generally just he was a bit all over Very the place good but game. yeah i think like that was quite pleasantly surprising because there was he's his 
sort of pre-assisted the Icardi goal, I think it was, wasn't it, with a long pass. And there was a couple yeah. of others where he, he nearly got Mbappe in or he had a couple of chances. So that was good. I was quite impressed with that. I think it was his um, pass into Hakimi that he yeah. Hakimi yes, went on. Right. So, yeah, yeah, I might be getting my... I might be getting my goals confused. It was like 24 hours ago. It's a long time in my head. Um, uh, I've also written down in my notes, Carrere actually not too bad. I thought he mm -hmm. had quite a good game. Uh, a couple of decent interceptions. Um, Hakimi's brilliant, isn't he? I think, you know, we knew that he's brilliant if you've watched him before, but he, he looks really good. Like just his, just his, just his physicality and stuff. Um, and yeah, uh, I sorry, I'm I'm going to have named a whole team at this point, but just quickly on Wijnaldum as well. I think the role he played in that game really suited him, and it was sort of quite similar to the role he was playing for Holland um, in the in the Euros um, in terms of being you know the furthest forward midfielder and being able to get involved in the attacks. But I feel like that's probably not going to be a role that he's going to get to play that often because it feels like the space that Neymar and Messi will want to take up, which is a bit of a shame because I feel. I, I wasn't like super sold on the Wijnaldum transfer as Oh, I was. I'm like, yeah, I know you're a big fan, so I'll let you. Yeah, I'm a huge fan of this. Yeah, yeah. Game, you want to talk about no, it's, it's, I mean, especially now, um, Posh has shown us that he likes to have in the midfield, high up, a player that can pass but can defend. So he tried that with Verratti. And uh, it, it was semi-successful. Uh, Wijnaldum, it, it's, it's one of his specialties. So when we have three la lazy guys up front, lazy in terms of defending, they don't want to defend. And immediately behind them, you have a player that, that can rapidly close the gap, rapidly intervene, counter pressure, and, and do all that stuff. It's interesting. And we'll need him. Uh, and like Matt said, I mean, he, he's versatile. He can play as a regular six. He can play as an eight. He can play as a 10. He's intense. He's technical. He's experienced. I mean, uh, without him now, with Messi coming. Ooh. Ooh. Yeah. Of, yeah, yeah we, Who's going to compensate? Paredes? No. Verratti gonna, for 10 minutes? Now a, we, have, a we have a player that can do that. Um, and then we have Gay, and then we have Danilo also. Now the role of Danilo is even more interesting and have mm -hmm. him in a roster. He's not, you know, a great world-class player, but in what he does, he's one of the best, being a wall in front of the defense. So, like, Posh has many options. Uh, maybe a little too many, <laughs> as a matter of fact. So well, he didn't have any at Spurs, so this is a good thing. Um, he didn't I'm have sure any. It's a, a good problem to have. I appreciate appreciate you guys. No one mentioning Nava since I've been pretty hard on him. I guess lately, at least I'm being accused of that. But great game again. I say he's a sports car. He's an amazing goalkeeper, one of the best in the world. I just think Donnarumma is a little bit better, but that's okay. But he for today he was great. I thought he was right up there in contention for man of the match, oh, yeah. but. Yeah, Navas, I mean, two world-class goalkeepers. Again, good problem to have. I would just like to see Donnarumma out there and see what he can do. But, yeah, I'm fine with Keeler Navas, too. But that's just my opinion, everyone out there. In terms of players that were performed poorly, I thought Draxler, not great. Although, was it you, Guillaume? I thought you said that he was decent. I also, in my notes, I wrote really big. Why is Mbappe still playing? So he played yeah. all the way to, like, the 90th minute. He just came oh, back. Look at it's me. like, what is happening? I thought he had a me. bit of a crap game. You know, but he didn't look happy from the first minute. I mean, yeah, something's going on, we, we know. I'm sure the club knows how to put the pressure on him. And, oh, yeah. Nasser uh, knows how to put pressure. I, yeah, I'm pretty confident so on that. Nasser probably had a conversation with him. Like, you wanted, uh, oh, so you see that tweet you said? Or Instagram? I'm willing to see the club's transfer season to make a decision. And he's like, okay, Donnarumma, Ramos, Vinaldum. Do you think he just Akimi, walked into the locker room with a picture of Messi, Messi. just smacked it on his locker, and then do, just do walked you want away? Do me to get Ronaldo now, maybe? <laughs> or uh, there's a there's a, a biotech that can clone the 20-year-old Pele. Uh, should we try that <laughs> to change your mind? Jeremy Menez, uh, no, yeah. he's still playing. <laughs> Menez, it's a yeah. go. <laughs> he wasn't. 
he wasn't at Verratti's wedding for some reason. I don't know why he didn't get invited. He was signing I the already, contract. Oh my, He's going to come back. Oh, yeah, yeah. Player coach. All my favourites were there from QSI era one, you know, Sirigu and the Betsy and all those guys. Menez, nowhere to be seen. Verratti, not a good taste of friends. Just not good taste of friends. Let me see if I have that picture. I think I have that picture. Is this? Yeah, put it in the slideshow. There it is. There it is. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, that's a good one. There's a better one with like Sirigu and um, and the mm. Betsy and their tuxes with Zlatan as well. Zlatan obviously was there. I mean, you know. seriously, when we all saw that picture, <laughs> we knew something was up. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I mean, it's Mes- like, Mes- hold on, hold on. Now, if we could get some of the PSG talk contributors to go to Paris, I think we should all dress like this and we could like oh, yeah. reenact <laughs> this photo. I've already said yeah. that I'm Di Maria because he's got like some high water pants that come up above his ankles so i'm gonna do that i'm not doing praetis i don't they don't make shorts that fit yeah. me like that i was gonna say i don't know who out of our team can wear those shorts it certainly is me that's for sure i think kose could pull uh, them off oh yeah, yeah, he could, yeah, yeah. kose yeah, could do kose. it oh yeah, yeah kose can do neymar too yeah <laughs> i'd be variety i'd be on my knees what, on my knees and i'd be variety i think what we're saying is that kose is basically the only cool member of the psg talk team isn't it uh, sorry to the rest Sorry to the rest of you, but uh, yeah, it's uh, yeah. yeah, he's easily well, the coolest. Um, let me see. Last question. A lot of people were talking about the defense. We've already kind of Diallo and uh, Kimpembe, absolutely shocking against Twa. But as I mentioned, a little bit of rumors. Koulibaly, maybe he no. comes in, or do you think the center back pairing should be Marquinhos and Ramos? Hopefully, Bernat comes back. Just talk a little bit about. The defense and how they can fix this because i think that side of the left side is a little bit of a problem if we're gonna win the champions league yellow wasn't that bad he was i didn't find him bad kimpembe has been struggling for a while he had a much better second half well so if you could uh, sell him and and i mean would you no, sell him no, no. no, no, no. I, i'm just i'm just asking the question if you would you sell no. him if you could get 40 him. million for him say no 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 no, no, we, 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 we both need Jello and Kimpembe to stay. Wait, if Ben White got uh, 50, I'm sorry, you get like 60 or 70 Jello for Jello is super handy for Posh. He can play left back and play central defender. He's, you know, he's, um, he's not phenomenal, but he's very useful. Uh, Marquinhos is going to come back. Thinks, uh, Ramos we're not going to see for a while. Um, oh. So he had calf injuries all season and it's coming back and calf injuries are the worst. They don't heal quickly. So we're not going to see him for a while. Mm. Is that a bad thing? Maybe it's not, you know, um, it's, it's if we start a bit like Messi, I mean, it's his first new club since, uh, how many years at Real Madrid nine. Then he was mm. at, where was he? Bilbao, I think. Yeah. Uh, that's going to take him a little while then he's injured he's going to have time to make his own room in the lockers room and, and know the guys and it's going to give Kim Pembe a bit more confidence too I mean I don't yeah. think he has confidence issues but you know what I'm saying he's been at Real uh, Madrid not... since uh, 2005 oh there you go so we're not going to see him for a while I think so yeah. Marquinhos coming back in central defense he's going to and then we'll see about Bernat. Bernat has resumed um, training with the with the whole team. It's looking like it's okay. I don't want to jinx it. We need it. We need Bernat so badly. Well, yeah, what so What do you badly. think about Marquinhos being the captain of this bunch? Perfect. Think gonna, everyone's going to respect him. I mean, you got a lot of captains on the team. No, you have only one. And it's well, there's Martinez. only one, but you have a lot of people who think they're a captain. I mean, uh, we'll see what Marquinhos maybe doesn't like to be the captain. And uh, we all know who would love to become the captain of Paris Saint-Germain because he loves being a captain and he's a great captain. Has been captain of the Spanish national team and his club for many years. That's many years of experience and he's a great leader. And if his calf gets better, maybe there'll be a transfer of Brassa. I don't know how you say the band. Uh, during the season, it, it, I don't think it's a really big issue at all. I mean, Donnarumma is a captain. Will Wijnaldum is a captain. Uh, Ramos is a captain. Marquinhos is a captain. Messi is a captain. Messi, Messi, Messi is a captain. Oh, yeah, my God. That guy. That's a lot of captains. Yeah, um, I do. yeah, go ahead, Matt. Yeah, 
No, I was going to say, I do think the Messi coming in has perhaps put a spanner in the works well, so and Ramos still been injured of the sort of three at the back plan, because I don't know if we can accommodate an extra attacker. Well, I mean, they're not all going to play at once all the time, are they? But I don't know if you can, because I feel like three at the back would, in theory, probably alleviate some of our problems. Like, I think Kimpembe would be happier, because like you say, Guillaume, he hasn't been great recently, and I feel like if you have an extra player in there, if that player's Ramos with his experience, I think you take a bit of pressure off Kimpembe, you take a bit of pressure off uh, E.G. Kazara, uh, left wing-back rather than left-back, because we know what he's like. Uh, and I think that could be a good solution for us. But then is that can you find a way to play three at the back and play all the forwards as well? I don't know. Mm. It's really, it's tricky. It's really tricky. But um, yeah, I think, Kimpembe is just it's just a bit of a concern how long this has been going on because I feel like we've been worrying about him for more than a year would you say like I feel like last season he wasn't great either and I don't know I don't know what what the problem is or whether it's a whether it's a physical thing because all the football they've played recently and you think of him going to the big tournaments or whether you know whether there's something something else to it uh, I don't know but I think that's definitely a con- the most concerning area for the team is that the left side of the defence mm-hmm. generally, really. It's, uh, you know, uh, could be a lot better. And, and that's why I like the idea. I mean, if you can get Koulibaly, I mean, was it a couple of seasons ago he was touted yeah. as the best defender in the world? If you can get him, and that way if Ramos goes down with an injury, if Kempembe continues to struggle, you could have Koulibaly in there. I mean, it's kind of ridiculous yeah. considering all the transfer deals we've already done. But at this point, just, just whatever. Just keep signing players. Who cares? Yeah. UEFA is not stopping you. Yeah, I mean, I don't watch Serie A, so I, I could be totally wrong here. But I feel yeah. like Koulibaly was probably is probably past his peak as well. I feel like sort of twenty eighteen or so, he was really sort of uh, bossing things, and maybe we've kind of missed that ship sailed a little bit. I can't see that one happening, to be honest. Yeah, but Thir- thirty years old. Know, I wouldn't have. Uh, I wouldn't have said we'd get messy either. So, so who knows what happened between now and the window closing? Absolutely. All right, guys, we are tracking perfectly. Why don't we uh, wrap up this episode with a couple questions, real quick? So, this one comes from at that dude Phil ninety six, good friend of the show. Uh, asks, what is Pochettino's identity? Is it fair to question his strategy after a couple of games played under his belt already? So the uh, calls for Poch to get it together, get out, already starting. What, what do you guys think? I mean, what is what sort of playing identity do you think he's going to go with this season? Mm. Player uh, identity? Or just the, the team. How do you think he wants to play? Is this going to be try to outscore everyone six to nothing? Or is he going to do more possession-based, score, counterattack? I mean, what, with the players that he has, what do you think the identity of this team? It's definitely not going to be defensive uh, uh, identity, that's for sure. But uh, what do you guys think? It may be defensive against a team that needs to be. I mean, that's how football is now. Um, that's It'll how fluctuate. We got completely outplayed by City because they completely adapted to us because they can play it all because they have that tactical um, superiority. Uh, Push has all the players to do whatever the hell he wants. I saw just in against Trois, I saw a lot of movement. So I think he's definitely going to try to score lots of goals, lots of movement, people running, especially with Hakimi. He could just overlap and and down that flank. And so I think it's going to be a lot of intricate moving off of the ball. And with Messi, he's just going to pick out the pass. And with Neymar doing the same thing, um, I I think that's the identity he's going to go with. But what do you think, Matt? Um, Yeah, I think so. Um, But I also, I think it's interesting because. The way his teams played at Spurs and at Southampton before that uh, was very, very high energy and required a lot of a lot of running, basically, just a lot of pressing, a lot of running, a lot of uh, you know forcing forcing the opposition into errors, basically. And I don't think, with the best will in the world, you're going to get a front three of, of Neymar and Mbappe and, and Messi to be uh, to be uh, part of a of a very intensive press. So. How he'll how he'll adapt what he does to, uh, you know, to to take into account the squad that he's got at his disposal this time will be really interesting. But I would expect I think when we when he took over, we already saw a little bit of compared to uh, Tuchel, whose name I've temporarily forgotten. We saw a we saw a bit of a sorry sorry Tommy. Um, we saw a bit of a sort of upping of the tempo already, and I would expect that to continue. Really, now he's had preseason to try and uh, you know 
stop PSG getting sucked into these um, situations that we see quite often in the league and where everything slows right down and we're passing it back and forth, back and forth and never really getting anywhere. Yeah. So I think I think his team probably will be characterised by a bit of a, a bit of an increase in the tempo, a bit of uh, a bit more a bit more quick passing and a bit more quick attacking. But whether whether you can whether you can go full Spurs uh, with with the with the attacking players we've got, I'm, I'm not really sure. So it'd be interesting to. Uh, well, Akimi Akimi is going to be a big. Uh, yeah, that's what I was going to say. Because like, I mean, like, we saw he's not uh, you know perfect, but my God, the guy can cover <laughs> so much ground. So for defensive yeah. transitions, attacking transitions, yeah. I mean. He, oh, it's I forget the announcer up. here in the U.S. Uh, on B in Sports. Maybe it was Phil Schoen, uh but basically, or maybe it was the other guy. He just kept talking about the number of lungs that Hakimi has. Like he started out with like two pairs of lungs. By the end of the the game, it was like twelve pairs of lungs that Hakimi had. So he can run. I guess that was the point he was trying to make. Yeah, <laughs> he sure can. Yeah, what a difference. We haven't had a player with an extra lung since uh, Matuidi, so, uh, yeah. so he famously... It's true. They're hard to find. Yeah. I mean, you got to do all kind of testing, you know, find a player yeah. with that medical anomaly. Uh, yeah. it's, it's difficult I mean, to find. Yeah. If anyone can breed a, breed a footballer with an extra lung, it's NASA and the resources he's got. Is Over there in... Uh, what's, what's, the, the what's the facility <laughs> in Qatar? The, the Asper? The, the Aspire. Yeah. Uh, it's or something isn't it yeah so so that's probably what they're up to the they moment. got a whole extra lung department there where they just breed <laughs> footballers with extra lungs um and then it just with pochettino i i think he's here for the season unless zidane calls oh, up and yeah. says i i want i want in then i think maybe they make a move but beside that i think it's pochettino for the year uh next yeah. question which is i really like because i like talking about media rights and all that this comes from valentin bulan and he says what does the messy signing mean for league on tv rights and should every club in the league erect a statue of nasser outside the stadium second part yes definitely nasser statues in favor of that and then so in france they've got amazon prime and uh canal plus the the, the broadcasters and then the united states it's b in sports matt what is what is league on, on in, in england uh, it's on BT Sport, which is kind of the sort of secondary sports yeah. channel of this guy. And I, I have to imagine That's a lot of... secondary <laughs> sport channel, BT Sport? Yeah. yeah. The quality yeah. of English broadcasting, my God. My God. Yeah, I, I mean, we. Oh my God. whether yeah, B in Sport sells them here in the US is going to be interesting because we all know B in Sports and Qatar and Nessa are kind of intertwined, so he may not want to sell. Slightly. A huge huge bid comes in you know we're talking two billion or something maybe more than espn pay for la liga um but i i think amazon prime good business out of them picking up some games um in france before messi came so before messi came yeah because i think it'd be a lot more expensive now so but maybe yeah. amazon will want to buy being um rights here in the united states and then maybe bt sport in england maybe they'll be interested in selling them back to league on so they can find a new uh buyer but i, I definitely think the the phone's ringing off the hook for people wanting to get some of these rights i mean you're gonna have messy on b in sports and matt damon and i are we always joking here in the united states how ridiculous their programming is now now that there's no la liga i mean they're showing highlights for like bench players uh, on like mid-table French teams. I mean, it's really bad. The commercials are horrendous. So it's like, and no one can find the channel. So you have to imagine they would be interested in selling, but maybe not. Maybe Nasser maybe wants to not. hold on to it. I don't, no one really knows. But at the end of the day, whether it's TV rights or whatever it is, it's going to help with ticket sales in, in, in these games. Now the fans are back. I think it's going to just lift all of the teams up just having Messi there. What was the one manager said he got a hard on or something? Yeah. What was yeah. that? Quote? Yeah. The, uh, yeah. the breast manager. It's quite, yeah. a, quite an amusing. Of course it was the breast manager, wasn't it? Yeah, obviously, yeah. The dirty minds over there. Yeah. Good exactly. one, Ed. Good thank one, you, thank you. Yeah. That is a huge, um, I, mean, I mean, the sponsors. Yeah. The sponsors. The sponsors. Oh, oh my God. Oh, my God. Sponsors. Yeah, the phone is yeah. ringing at Paris Saint-Germain. Hello, we would like to give you a lot of money. Would you like to take it? Meh, we'll see how much. Yeah. Oh, my God. And the media. Oh, I just downloaded an app. I want to see if it's working. Uh, well, no, I'll troubleshoot <laughs> that. So there's a little app. You can like add um, pictures to your webcam. I'm working on it. Anyway, uh, the oh, going on Reddit soccer right now. Give, give us an update on Reddit soccer. Don't, don't make any comments. Just read 
just read oh oh heaven oh they are crying <laughs> they're crying they're crying everybody's what is, crying what is it like to be a fan of not psg and your team just doesn't do anything <laughs> like what, what's the fun in that Let's survive, but let, let them be quiet. We're good. It's good for, um, it's a great tool in mass psychology, Paris yeah. Saint-Germain. It, it, it's like the, <laughs> the bad guys. So it's their fault. So I can like output my own frustrations and vulnerabilities upon Paris Saint-Germain. It's, it's good. It's, it's a catharsis. We, we, we're making the world a better place. Well, and that's the last question from at Ethan Parker 324 says, how do you think, um, hey, let me get it. How do you think Ligon could help clubs outside the top four or five become a little bit stronger to improve their image? And he feels like PSG being the weakest uh, league of the big leagues in Europe is detrimental when we play key Champions League games, which I think that's kind of gone away in recent years. But I, I get his point. It's just like, how can the league help some of those other teams? And I think changing some of the rules, we've talked about this in the past for helping these teams keep their young players, making it less advantageous to go abroad where they can make more money, right? I think just France in general could make it easier for I mean, teams. I mean, it's not like France to not be protectionist about something. So quite why they wouldn't be protectionist about their young footballers. Like this is an Englishman. Yeah, well, quite, yeah, since Brexit, like we've gone a bit mental too. Um, I think, yeah, I, I feel like that question is possibly... Uh, a little bit unfair on the other teams. I feel like the, I think as we talked about with Trois, I think the the standards definitely going up, and also the investments going up as well. I mean, Trois owned by by Man City's parent company, which you'd assume will will see them uh, have an influx of uh, you know players from around the world who are traded between these different C football group uh, teams. But also you look at the ownership at Nice, who are clearly you know going to put some money in having hired Gautier and stuff. Um, Marseille's Mar made some signings. Marseille, Marseille's made some signings. Oh, did, what was the oh. result? <laughs> I mean, last, last time I looked, yeah, last time I looked, just before we started, someone on Twitter was like, Marseille have been really good for half an hour, and now they're 2-0 down. And I was like, lol. Uh, so Ooh, they, they beat Montpellier at Montpellier 3-2. Yeah, and Montpellier That's... was... Uh, Paillet with a brace. Paillet with yeah. a brace, wow. Okay. Must be on a... Must be on a hamburger. Yeah, he scored uh, in the 75th in the 80th minute. So, hey, yeah. mm, okay, great. Yeah, awesome. so, no, but yeah, in all seriousness, like I obviously find it highly amusing when Marseille are terrible, but you, you know, Ligue 1 needs a strong Marseille as well. Yeah, um, you look at Monaco's project is still very much alive and kicking. Mo Monaco, uh, one team in world football that has not suffered about COVID except for TV rights. Because they have nobody at the stadium, yeah. is yeah. Monaco. I, so yeah, I, I watch. I watch them uh, in the Champions League uh, qualifier. Ooh. Yeah. They have a lot so of yeah, really good player, young players. Solid team, solid team. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, yeah, I, watched, I think I, watched, that, I think you're right. That question is a little bit unfair, and I think people think that maybe because they don't watch a lot of league on football. But th yeah. there's quality, and teams come to Paris, and they they give us everything they have, and it makes for really entertaining mm -hmm. football. I, I watched that Community yeah. Shield or whatever they call it now, and it was kind of. And then I watched to uh, Tua and PSG, and I was like, I kind of think this is a better level of football than what I just saw in that game. But yeah, maybe that was just me. I mean, I'm biased. I think, I think like the I think the thing you say about the Premier League is that the lower teams will give you have always given the bigger teams a hard time. I think it's kind of a bit of a kind of English like stereotype to say you've got to, you know, leave everything out there on the field. You've got to run really hard. And if you're not as good as the opposition, you've really got to give them a, a tough time physically. And I feel like obviously there's never a problem with physicality in league on either, but I feel like you're getting more of a men that mentality where the smaller teams are looking at the likes of PSG or OM or OL or whoever and saying, right, we've got to, we've got to at least give these guys a, a tough afternoon sort of thing uh, in terms of putting them under a bit of pressure and seeing, seeing if we can do something. So I think that is changing. And I think, I think like, obviously it's a traditionally a fair point that, you know, you'd always see in, in Liga that teams would, the smaller teams would go away and, you know, maybe not be that ambitious, but I feel like that's hopefully it's changing. Been, for the changing. It's yeah. been changing. We've yeah. seen it. We've seen it for like uh, almost two seasons now and it's not going away. They, they will come or play their football and hallelujah it gives us much better games and people who watch league one they can know 
people who don't, which is 99% of the people commenting on football. Yeah. We, we are farmers league. Yeah. Okay. No. Sure. Well, we talked about that is now La Liga. We're going to give them that okay. moniker. They are the farmers league. Uh, yeah. Congratulations ESPN on picking that up. Um, looking forward to watching the <laughs> farmers league. Uh, well, let's go ahead and get out of here. Um, I, I guess I should say um, you can find me on Twitter at PSG talk. Welcome to all of our, former Barcelona fans that are now PSG fans because Messi's coming here. Uh, we definitely have seen an uptick in everything we do. So glad to have you here and listening to us. Um, any way we can improve, let us know. Thank you for subscribing and all of that. And then I can let Matt, how can people find you on Twitter if they want to start following you? Yeah, they can look me up at PSG Tourist. I really hate Ronaldo. So yeah, Team Messi all the way. Yeah, you guys will get along. And then Guillaume, how can people find you? Off the door one on Twitter. Wonderful. And like I said, we may be doing a Twitch broadcast from the official PSG channel on Tuesday. So keep an eye on that. Um, We'll probably tweet something out if that is um, going forward. So thank you again for listening. We'll catch you next time. Bye, everyone. Bye.